Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. On today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. likens the fulfilling of prophecy to putting together a puzzle. He's been researching, analyzing, and spending time with God, gaining insight into Bible prophecy since the 1980s. Today, J.D. teaches that the puzzle is coming together and is nearly complete. Jesus' return is near. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 31st, 2020. I want to begin by asking two questions that will be germane to our understanding concerning (laughs) what on earth is happening, literally. And here's the first question. What would you do if you were privy to information of paramount importance that you knew would affect the life of everyone on earth? Question number two, how would you communicate that information knowing that it could be met with disbelief at best, and mocking at worst. I'm starting this way because we as Christians who know God's Word are privy to that which will affect everyone's life for eternal life. And as such, we are commanded in Scripture, it's a command, to spread the Word. The way a farmer broadcasts the seed, regardless of the soil upon which the seed falls. For those of you who are familiar uh, with the parable that we affectionately refer to as the parable of the sower, you know that there are four different types of soils upon which the seed falls. And the response is not on us. Upon which soil the seed falls, the onus is not on us. We are commanded simply to broadcast the seed, to spread the gospel, the good news of salvation, eternal life in Jesus Christ. And that is the answer for mankind. It is the answer of eternal life, and it affects everyone on earth in this life. I want to sort of raise the bar, as it were, 
and ask another question as it relates to the previous two. And I want you to think this through with me. What if the information that you had was such that it was time-driven in its urgency? What would you do? Would you then get the word out to everyone you know as soon as you could, no matter what? Doubtless you know where I'm going with this, so let me hasten to say that this is exactly where we are at in the world today. You know, for the last three months, I have with time-driven urgency stood behind this pulpit, as is my privilege to do, and sounded the alarm of warning about what may in fact be coming. Certainly it has not only been bad news, arguably it has been terrifying news. Which is why we always end the updates with the good news the gospel of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And we will do that today as well. It's for this reason that, and I spent a lot of time praying and even fasting, I sensed that the Lord would have me address both what's happening in the world and what's coming upon the world. And we're going to start with the violent riots spreading throughout the United States, which actually began as protests over the horrific murder of George Floyd. However, this is no longer about the murder of George Floyd. It is about the money of George Soros, and I'll explain why. I have to confess that watching George Soros paid anarchists burning U.S. cities to the ground has me asking some questions, namely that of why. Perhaps more importantly, why now? Even more importantly, why is God allowing this to happen at this time? Because you have to understand that this is a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Democrat and Republican, right and left, black and white, but principalities and powers of darkness, wickedness in high places. Actually, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6 delineates between four different rankings of spiritual entities in the spiritual realm that we battle against, war against, wrestle with. Not flesh and blood, not people. And it's so important, and please don't miss this, because if you miss this, you're going to fall prey to the lies of the enemy 
that the enemy cannot do anything unless God allows him to. Ask Job about it. Actually, when we get there, we're not going to ask anybody anything for the first one trillion years. We're going to be going, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. (laughs) And here's the thing, you can also ask Peter about it, because there's that one account when Jesus says to Peter, Peter, um, by the way, Satan has asked for permission to sift you as wheat. And it's not there in the text, but I can just imagine what Peter's thinking. What did you tell him? (laughs) And he says, "I, I told him yes. But here's the thing, when, not if, Uh, He's done sifting you. And this is why I gave him permission to do that, is because in the end it's for your good and my glory. So here's the thing, God will never allow the enemy to touch so much as a hair on our heads, unless it ultimately in the end is for our good, works for the good and for His glory. So these why questions, why Lord are you allowing this to happen? And thankfully we need look no further than to Bible prophecy for the answer, and that answer needs to be shouted from every rooftop now. Not literally, by the way, they'll haul you off. Don't do that, just metaphorically. It's the clarion call that needs to be shouted. The the warning needs to be sounded. And that warning is in Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, verse 7. And it's Jesus speaking, and listen to what He says. Behold, look, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. By the way, I hope you don't tire of me drawing your attention to the word in the original Greek language of the New Testament for quickly, but it's the Greek word tacos, where we get our English word for tachometer, which is a gauge, a measurement of revolutions per minute, RPMs. The time is set, one minute. It's a gauge of revolutions per minute. You know what Jesus is saying here, right? Behold, (laughs) I'm coming at a time when things are going to be revving up. And there's a blessing promised to those who keep the words of the prophecy of this book. Prophecy in the Bible is coming to pass quickly, which also means that Jesus is coming to take His church quickly. And that's what needs to be shouted from every rooftop now.
everything we're told in the Bible that would happen at the time of the end is happening now. Particularly, and even sadly, as it relates to this beloved country, the United States of America. I think you would agree that America is divided like never before. I am personally of the belief that the United States of America, though not in Bible prophecy, is even now fulfilling Bible prophecy, and I'll explain how I get there. Back on February 2nd, I did a prophecy update on the recently unveiled deal of the century, which after reading it, is a plan to divide Jerusalem. This because of section 21, end of claims, end of conflict, meaning end all claims to Jerusalem, and you end the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. That's the problem. That's a deal breaker, because Jerusalem is the city out of all of the cities. Jerusalem is the city out of all of the tribes of Israel that God chose to literally put His name of ownership on. And it belongs to the Jew. And that's an Arab telling you that. How about that? Now here's the problem, and here's where I'm going with this. According to the prophecy in Zechariah 12 verses 1 through 3, anyone trying to divide Jerusalem will themselves be divided. It's really quite explicit, if I can say it like that. God says, I myself will make Jerusalem the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. What will the entire world be intoxicated and obsessed with? Oh, dividing Jerusalem? And then the warning is, if you divide or cut it up, I will cut you up. If you divide Jerusalem, I will divide you. I went back into my notes from that update to revisit how I answered the question of, is this plan fulfilling the Zechariah prophecy? And I basically answered it this way, nothing has been confirmed as of yet, but in reading the plan, which I did, it does seem to, in fact, divide Jerusalem. Then I made this comment, and it was with respect to those who would disagree, and there were many, I said this, time will tell. If this is indeed the intent of the plan, 
then we will likely witness the dividing of the United States very soon. I'm not a prophet, not the son of a prophet, but that's what the prophecy says. And sadly, it's not just America that's divided. It's the church in America that's divided as well. I want to talk about that a little bit more shortly. The truth of the matter is, the Zechariah prophecy is just one of many that today are in play in the sense that they're all coming together. When you start putting the pieces of the prophecy puzzle in place, it's not long before you realize that it's almost completed. For those of you that are into jigsaw puzzles, it's quite exhilarating when you start putting the pieces together and you start seeing the picture come together and you're nearing the end and you almost can't stop because you want to finish that puzzle (laughs) and put that last piece in place. Well, in the sense of Bible prophecy, we've been doing this puzzle, this prophecy puzzle, every week since 2006. And here we are in 2020, and I'm here to tell you, that it's just a matter of time before that last piece is placed in the prophecy puzzle. I would submit that everything is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan for man. If you'll kindly allow me to, I would like to paint the prophetic canvas with a broad brush to provide a better picture, maybe a bigger picture, of what the Bible prophecy timeline looks like. And by that I mean a general biblical timeline of the order in which prophecies foretold in God's Word are likely to unfold in this evil world. In order to do that, we're going to need to view these Bible prophecies through the lens of what's known as the doctrine of imminence. What is the doctrine of imminence? It is the sound biblical doctrine that the rapture of the church could happen at any moment. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of this sound doctrine of the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. For the benefit of those who don't know what the rapture is, that's okay. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 and 1 Corinthians 15.51 and 52. The Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonian church 
uses the words caught up in the English. It's in the Greek harpazo. In the Latin Vulgate, it's rapturous, transliterated rapture. And it means to be suddenly, in the twinkling of an eye, he says to the Corinthians, caught up in the air to meet the Lord. The dead in Christ rise first, bodily resurrection. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up, to meet the Lord in the air. That's what the rapture is. And here's why it is so important. Because knowing that the rapture can happen at any time, and that the rapture must happen before the seven-year tribulation, settles the Christian, because that means the Christian has nothing to fear, knowing that we won't be here when specific prophecies find their ultimate and final fulfillment. Namely, the well-known and much talked about prophecy as of late, found in Revelation 13, foretelling the mark of the beast and the number 666, which I also want to talk about in a moment more. This prophecy, along with others, indicates that during the seven year tribulation, the technology will exist in order for this to happen, where everyone will be forced to take some kind of a mark, either on the forehand or the forehead, without which they will not be able to buy or sell basic goods and services. That technology has to exist. And as we've talked about in prior updates, not only does that technology exist today, you fast forward the clock of time five and even ten years from today, and the technology as rapidly as it is advancing would exceed the technology that we have described in the Bible today. It also indicates that there will be this one world economy, this one world government, and many believe, present company included, that this will be the new world order. Now I'm going to make a statement, and I want you to know that I have thought through this, and I have prayed through this, and I am going to state this specifically this way for a reason. I believe that we are now seeing a controlled demolition, and I use those words for a reason, of our current world order in order to usher in the new world order, which is a satanic plan to bring order out of chaos, perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.